Let's review Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 3. Roger, roger. You bet your asteroids. Greetings from a galaxy far, far away. From a long, long, long time ago. That's right. Welcome back to Geekology 101. We just finished watching Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 3, which is titled On the Wings of Kiridax. Yeah. Kiridax are those... um, uh, dragon thingies? Yeah, dragon-winged creatures uh, that we got introduced to in uh, Episode 2. And uh, there's definitely a reason why it's called Wing on the Wings of Kiridax, because there is much Kiridax writing that goes on in this episode. So let's uh, start off with a general reaction. What did you think about the episode, bud? Well, it was a pretty good episode. Okay. It, um, it, re- it, didn't, it reminded me of the second episode. It kind of did, yeah. Which it was so it was still very good. Uh-huh. Um it ended oh no, not ended. It started with um Anakin like checking on Echo and Rex and then like them fighting a bunch of droids and stuff and then right. Um, yeah, this one, this one really picks up right where the last one left off, yeah. where they they just rescued Echo. They haven't even left the base yet. They're still there on that on that same place because they can't disconnect them apparently. Mm-hmm. By the way, spoiler alert in case you haven't watched uh, episode three of season seven because of the Clone Wars. It, like literally came out today. Yeah, so uh, just in case you haven't watched it yet and you are planning on watching it, pause this episode and come back to it after you watch. So uh, they can't disconnect Echo from the machines completely because they'll kill him. So Tech is trying to uh, figure out how to disconnect them, and eventually he does. He does. So right. they disconnect all the plugs, which. Um, Looks like he would like be living in the Matrix. Yeah, it looks looks a lot like that. Like when people get unplugged from the Matrix, and then um, he starts thinking a lot clearer. Finally, when they when they unplug him from because the machine. he remembers he remembers like all of the stuff on the on the like base that he was. He yeah. remembers how he got there and stuff. Right. He confirms that even though they were inside his mind, he was also inside of their uh, their their system. So he knows mm-hmm. stuff about because them. Pro- because they probably plugged his mind into their system. It's not right. what the plugs were for. Yeah, it was working, I guess, two ways. You know, he was uploading and downloading information. So now he has knowledge about certain things. I'm curious to see what kind of knowledge he actually has. Because he could provide the the, the Republic with a lot of valuable intel to, like, try to like, defeat the droids. Since, since, he, um, <clears throat> since he, like, knows all of their, like, what they're going to do, like, their every step. Right. He could, like... Tell them, don't do this or don't do that. You have to do a different strategy or something. Right. Then that is if he's not a double agent, which I'm still not convinced he is. If he's, like, not James Bond or the Winter Soldier. Yeah, if he's not, like, Winter Soldiering on him. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. There's there's a part of the end that we have to talk about uh, that really made me think again that he might have some kind of programming going on. So anyway, um, they finally escape through this vent and they start uh, going out of that big facility up very high in the sky. And then he's like, uh, "Do you ha- do you know any way to get out of here, Echo?" And he's like, "Yeah, but you don't. But you're probably not gonna like it." Yep. And then they walk across this big tube thing that's like floating in the middle of the air. Yeah, Record loves that. Yeah, he loves heights, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Not really. So, um, so they're escaping, and then they get uh, basically 
uh, ambushed by droids on both sides of that tiny little tube that they're walking across of. And then Tech says that he recorded the screeching sound of the, of the uh, what is it, Kiridax? And he uses that to call a couple of them. They jump on him and they basically fly away on the wings of Kiridax. Mm -hmm. And as they're flying away, the droids, we discover, actually have wings. Yeah. I guess they drank some Red Bull because they gave them wings. No? I don't get it. Oh, come on. I don't get it. That's the, the Red Bull slogan. Red Bull, it gives you wings. Oh. This guy. You need to watch more TV, man. No, actually, don't. No, never mind. Anyway, so um, they're escaping. An air battle now ensues because these uh, droids, you know, do the transformer thing and they kind of grow wings and they start shooting at them while they're flying. And they eventually end up landing back at the camp or whatever it is of the natives of that planet, which do you remember what they're called? I keep forgetting. Call ads or something? I don't know. But they're, um, they get back to, to where these people, the native uh, aliens of that planet are. And when they get there, there's a little bit of a confrontation because they're saying, you guys brought the war to us. Not cool. Then they're like, listen, they messed up my friend over here, Rex says, pointing to Echo. Which, by the way, Echo is missing an arm. I noticed for the first time in this episode. I didn't notice that last time. Um, but I, probably because they were trying to turn him into a, a droid. I, That's you what think they so? said. They were like, um, they, they tried to turn him into a robot. Mm, okay, right. Oh, yeah, that's what Rex said. You're right, you're right, mm -hmm. yeah. And anyway, so the, the point is that the natives end up saying, okay, fine, we'll help you guys fight. So they kind of prepare this little ambush-like thing for the droids because they're expecting that the droids are going to come over, and they do, and they bring along not only the flying droids but these big, gigantic droids that are basically like a ball with a tripod, like with three legs underneath. And then and then Wrecker just pushes one of the aliens off the edge of the cliff. Yes, he does. Wrecker does many things that are crazy. And then, um, so Anakin shows off, mm -hmm. and he jumps off a cliff and lands on one of these gigantic droids, and then starts uh, slicing them up, jumping from part to part of the droid, of the giant robot, slicing legs and severing all kinds of control systems, and just at the end, the robot starts to collapse, and then Anakin jumps off, force pushes off of the robot, and pushes himself and lands on his feet like a cat. And the robot just collapses against another one of the giant robots, brings them both down. That's Anakin Skywalker, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the Anakin Skywalker that we don't get to see anywhere else except in Clone Wars. Like, that kind of reminds me of, like, exactly who, like, that scene where Harvey Dent proved, what, like, exactly who he was in The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that. What do you mean? What scene? Um, where we first see Harvey Dent in like the county, and there's like, um, the like Filoni guy. Oh, in, in, in the courtroom. Yeah, and he grabs yeah. the thing, and he's like, guy tries to shoot him. Yeah, he like fails. He crushes it, yeah. and he's like, I suggest you buy American. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like one of those, you know, just badass scenes where the guy like shows why he's as good as he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like that. Like Anakin really shows off in that in that moment. So very, very cool scene. So much so that uh, Hunter is there with, I think, a couple of his other guys from the Bad Batch. And they just take their helmets off and they look at Anakin after landing on his feet. And they look at the robots collapsing and stuff. And he, and he says something like, you know, it's hard to compete against the Jedi. Yeah, he's like, it's hard to work with Jedis. Not work. He said to compete against them. Oh. Yeah. 
So, uh, very, very cool moment. I love these moments for, Man- for Mannequin Skywalker in the Clone Wars. Uh, to me, that was the highlight of the episode. And having said that, I'm going to give my, my reaction to the episode. Aside from that one moment, to be completely honest, I wasn't too impressed with the episode. Really? Yeah. I feel like they, for me, episode one of season seven was an A++. Episode two was probably like a B. Episode three was probably like a B minus. Like there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with the episode, but man, compared to episode one and the action in that one episode, I really don't, I haven't felt the same thing yet. Well, I definitely think that, um, I definitely think that the third episode had more of the, like, what's it called? Had more of the, like properties of the second episode yeah you're right but but like i definitely like all of them well you know what you also mentioned something before and it's that it it felt very much like the like the second episode and i think that they may have that may have been part of the problem for me that i almost feel like the story didn't advance Mm. you know what i mean because it's like okay second episode was a good follow-up to the first episode because they they the first episode ended with the signal and them realizing okay here we go the signal is coming from such and such place and it's definitely sounding like echo's voice let's go investigate this mystery second episode makes sense they get to this planet sure they encounter those natives and, and all that stuff they finally get over there uh, to that echo. big tower thing they find echo and they're they're when the episode ends they're ready to go and escape but instead of the of episode 3 starting when they're maybe already escaping about to get into a ship or something like that what we end up seeing it's is like basically more of the same like they're still stuck in the facility they haven't even like, unplugged echo you it's kind of like when um when like um the last hope started a new hope yeah a new hope and rogue one like it picks up like exactly at the same time right right yeah it's very very much a literal continuation and i feel like the clone wars has had episodes that are a direct continuation of another like to the point that they call them part one and part two. Oh, really same thing yeah same thing with uh star wars rebels but when they do that there is truly like something very important going on. Like it's a big deal kind of episode. So it makes sense to call it part one, part two, and for it to be a direct, direct continuation of the previous one, because it's telling this really important story. Maybe they're in the middle of an intense battle, you know, something like that. But in this, like meaning a new, like strong foe or something. Right. Yeah. But in this case, there wasn't, I mean, sure. There was tension in the sense that they needed to escape. Yeah. And yeah, it was a dangerous situation and all that, but I feel like I don't know, they they always find them, find a way out of that type of situations. I would have preferred for for us to be dropped further down the road. Maybe maybe you know how like each episode begins with, you know, the voice saying, you know, uh Jedi General Anakin Skywalker. And it could, like blah, say blah, blah. what happened. Yeah, you know, after unplugging Echo uh, you know, the, the clone troop, Bad Batch, and the Jedi uh, find themselves in a battle against blah, 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 blah. After escaping them, they manage to get a ship, and then we see them in a ship. Boom. And they're, then all of a sudden, we don't have to watch basically what we saw in Episode 3. The story can advance. The story can move forward, you know? Mm-hmm. And we don't have to feel like we saw this thing kind of already in episode two yeah i think that's what bothers me about about episode three i just wanted to see more i wanted to advance more and you know why also why this is the last season of star wars clone wars mm. every episode 
should be gold. Every episode should be special. Every episode should have meaningful, meaty content. And I don't feel like this one had it. Juicy meat. Juicy, like very juicy meat grilled for the perfect amount of time. Very tender. When you bite into it, you, you feel the juices. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you're vegan or vegetarian, because that's probably disgusting to you. But anyway, there is an important part at the end. So we see the bad guys, those big robotic kind of dudes who seem to like hover around. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Very weird guys. I forget. Like I the forget tentacle what guys? Mm, tentacle? No, the guys that seem like they're wearing these robes, but they're really like robot heads, like tiny heads and stuff. I forget. I, I forget the guy's name, too. But anyway, we see the bad the guys. The guy with like the kind of like things that cover his face. And yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. guys. Yeah. And so one of those guys, the, the main commander, and again, I keep on forgetting the guy's name. He says something like, we need to recover our asset. We need to we need to get our, our, our He says, like, our asset I back. need my experiment back. Like, yeah. we need, like, we spent years on that. And there's this awkward pause, this weird pause that makes me think again, that takes me back to my theory from episode two, that there is some kind of fail safe. There is some kind of plan B that they have worked into the programming of Echo which, to, to turn him into a double agent whenever they need to. Which um, um, Rex, he says, um, he says, like, we're going to be together just like old times. Yeah. And then, um, and then awkward e pause. And then Echo's like, he kind of looks at him like a little, like strangely, and he's mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, just mm -hmm. like old times." Right, and there's a little bit of a tense music playing in the background. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah. "By George Lucas." <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that brought me right back to my theory from episode two. I'm like, okay, that he's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, he's the Winter Soldier. He's like the Manchurian Candidate. Like, there's something weird, something off about him. I'm not fully convinced that he's not going to turn on him. What I hope is that it doesn't. Ha we don't have to wait for too long because I kind of want to get past this Echo storyline already. Really? Yeah, I want to kind of move, or I want to move to the next stage of Echo storyline because I don't feel like I did in this episode at all. Maybe, maybe he like attacks them like the Winter Soldier does, and then he like gains their trust, like the Winter Soldier or something like that. It could be, yeah, or more dangerously, he starts leaking information, intel. To the to the to the droid army, like the separatists, I think it's yeah, called? yeah, to the separatists. He, he ends up leaking intel to them, telling them their plans, telling them where their bases are, and you telling know, them really now, and telling them now that he've told, now that he's like told them new strategies, what their strategies are going to be now. Exactly right, which seems to be kind of like the theme of this of this season so far. It's uh, intel. Oh, yeah. Because the whole season began with, with episode one. It began with the problem of the droid army starting to predict the clone army's tactics. Which they were doing by Echo. Right. So now if Echo goes a step further and he manages to infiltrate into the Republic army, pretending like, you know, or maybe he maybe he's not even pretending. Maybe he's legitimately kind of like Bucky in the MCU where... He just doesn't have control over it. Like as soon as they say a code or whatever it is, boom, Winter like, Soldier comes like to life. Like the you Captain know? America book or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one from, from, from Civil War. It could be something like that. Maybe he really is deep down inside. He's really good, but he's just rewired, like reprogrammed. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I definitely hope that in episode four, 
they give us something with a little bit more substance because I feel like if they don't give us something more exciting, something a little bit more engaging, something that gives us, you know, like, oh, I need to tune into the next episode. I feel like I feel like they're going to start losing people. How come Bucky? How come he's able to be controlled? Is it like magic? No, it's not magic. It's brainwashing. How? uh, What? What? (laughs) It's brain. It's called brainwashing. I know what brainwashing is, but. What? I, I don't get it. Well, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like basically they they dr- they drill you with one message and one idea so long that you end up losing part. You end up losing your mind, and like you just think of that. Yes, it comes to a point where you just. It's been repeated to you and shown to you and told to you so many times that you end up believing it and that you end up um, accepting that it as you true. you have to do it and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, something like that. And then they also use, whenever brainwashing is done, like in real life, you know, they use a lot of other tactics. Like, for example, they don't let the subject sleep because the more tired that you are, the weaker your mind is, the less control you have over your thoughts Mm -hmm. or they don't feed them very well, or they might, you know, like hit them or something like that. Something to weaken them and to make them feel like I need to surrender basically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that, that's what they did to Bucky. If you remember those scenes of when they reprogram him, how they like shock his brain and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. It's all the different tactics to weaken the mind so that the mind can be infiltrated and you can put information into it. When Bucky fell off the mountain or whatever, is that how he lost his arm? I believe so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Interesting. I want to see where this goes. I hope that episode four brings us some more action. I really, really hope that episode four brings us Ahsoka Tano because, my God, it is about time. Three episodes in. We haven't seen Ahsoka. Bring Ahsoka back. I feel like we need to start a movement. Hashtag bring Ahsoka back. Um, hashtag release a Snyder Cut and hashtag um, bring Ahsoka Tano back. Yes, that is correct, sir. Anyway, any last thoughts that we want to give? Wait, hashtag on... bring a Sokatano cut back. A <gasps> <laughs> Sokatano is Clone Wars. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. You'll see when you see her in action. She's cool, man. All right, any last thoughts? Let's see. Any other thoughts? Anything we're forgetting about the episode before we cut this episode short? I think that. Um, Yeah, to me, the highlight was Anakin taking on that robot. To me, the highlight was... Um, um, really? You don't say? I don't know. Well, on that thought, then, let's conclude this episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Write us a review. Subscribe, please. Yes, please, please. Tell somebody about the podcast. Look, there's a lot of geeky, geeky people out there, right? And there's a lot of parents that are geeky, and there's a lot of kids that are geeky. And there's a lot of parents and kids that are geeky, and they enjoy being geeky together. And we enjoy being geeky together. They should be geeky together with us. Mm-hmm. So let's get geeky. I hope we can Tell some friends about people. us. You want to inspire people? Yeah. How would you want to inspire people? I want to inspire people to kind of do similar things as us because I feel like we're one of the first ones to do something like this. Yeah. One of the first ones to do like parent and child type of podcast and stuff. Yeah. I agree, man. I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. I would love to maybe like one day, uh, join another podcast where it's a, another parent and child. And like, so like 
some people they give shout outs to other podcasts. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So listen, if you're listening, if you have your own podcast, your own geeky podcast, hit us up. You know, we'd love to cro- to collaborate. We'd love to be on your podcast. You guys can be on ours. Um, totally open to, to to doing collaboration because this is uh, that's what it's about, man. The conversations, it's fun. It's stuff that we're passionate about. We have a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. And um, on that note, if you do want to collaborate, if you have your own podcast, or if you just have something, you know, that you want to uh, that you want us to talk about, any kind of geeky sub- subject that you want us to get into, write us g one hundred one podcast at gmail dot com. And also. We can. We are on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, at G one hundred and one podcast. So, having said that, until the next episode, folks. Bye. Peace out. Much love. Game over.